After years as a pediatric nurse, I thought I was so ready for motherhood. (laughs) Yes, we can all take a collective laugh at my naivete now. Don't worry, I have. In today's world, we're pressured to keep it all together as at an all-time high, and true community is increasingly harder to find. Where can we turn to for support, guidance, or just a plain chat about the real stuff? This podcast aims to be just that, community, education, and a real combo on all things parenting. So come take a seat at my kitchen table. We're all family here, and we hold nothing back. My name is Jordan, and this is the Supportive Parenthood RM Podcast. So today we are going to talk about breastfeeding. Literally breastfeeding could be an eight hour episode, but I wanted to address some of the most common things I think women need to hear and rarely ever do from a nurse who has been there for countless breastfeeding sessions and from a mother who has been there herself. I will get the bias out of the way first. In my perfect world, every mother would be able to breastfeed because physically it is what is best for both mother and baby. However, this is not a perfect world, and there are many different situations where a mother either can't or shouldn't breastfeed, and in those situations, it is not what is best for mother and baby. This is an individual case-by-case basis, and I in no way ever fault a mother-baby dyad who do not breastfeed. I have actively advocated for certain mothers to not breastfeed for her own mental or physical health. Do I think it's an incredible experience that I wish all mothers could experience it in the way I did? Absolutely, I do. But I'm also not naive enough to think that's the case. So please hear me when I say that there is no judgment for when you do what you deem is best for you and your child. That caveat out of the way, let's dive into breastfeeding basics. So first, you have to decide if you want to breastfeed. And I will say this, you have to want to breastfeed for it to be successful. Breastfeeding is hard, and if you are not motivated to stick it out, it won't work. I have to admit that I get frustrated with the approach to breastfeeding in the hospital. Yes, we should be encouraging breastfeeding, but when a mother comes in wanting to formula feed, what she deserves is a respectful conversation to make sure her desires to formula feed aren't fears that can be worked through, and if she is resolute in her decision, then she deserves support. Often practitioners will pressure mothers into breastfeeding, something that they won't keep up when they get home, and then they are never given the proper support and education on how to formula feed. It does both mother and baby a disservice, and it drives me insane. So on that note, if you are on the fence, please discuss your fears and hesitations. It is rare that a mother-baby dyad truly cannot breastfeed, and there are solutions to your problems with the proper help and support but do not be pressured into something that you really don't want to do. If you do decide to formula feed, you are not a failure. There are some things you can do to get benefits similar to breastfeeding for both you and baby. The biggest thing that I can encourage you to do is skin to skin and do it often. At least 30 minutes, three times a day, but ideally you'll be in bed snuggling with your baby pretty much all day long. This gives you an oxytocin boost, which helps shrink your uterus, enhances bonding, gives you rest time, boosts your baby's immune system, reduces maternal and infant stress, and helps the neurological and physical development of your baby. Skin to skin is one of the best interventions around because it helps all mothers and babies regardless of their feeding choices. If you are breastfeeding, do skin to skin as much as possible as well. 
This helps with all the same benefits I just mentioned, plus it helps stimulate milk production and helps with latch. Now, if you do decide to breastfeed, stick it out for a full two, ideally four, weeks. I cannot stress this enough. There is a steep learning curve. Even if you have breastfed before, every baby is different. Those first two weeks feel like years, but it will click, barring obvious serious issues. If you had a preemie, stick it out for at least two weeks past their original due date. This is something my mother told me and reminded me every day. She just kept telling me, this is hard, just keep going for at least two weeks. You got this. One night, I sat down on my bed and bawled my eyes out. I think my daughter was maybe four-ish days old at this point. My mother just sat next to me and said, you got this. This is hard. Keep going. It will be easier. You can do this. And she was right. By two weeks, weeks that felt like literally six months, <laughs> Lila and I had figured out a rhythm. Every mother deserves to have that kind of steady encouragement and reminder that yes, it is hard, but you will get it. I'll throw in here that I've heard some stories from people about the nursing staff on postpartum units not being very encouraging or even outright discouraging, and this literally breaks my heart. Sometimes nurses don't realize or don't remember how much we can make or break someone's breastfeeding journey. If this has happened to you, I'm so sorry. You deserved all the love, encouragement, support, patient, kindness, and education. If you did not have this in your postpartum nurse, let me be that for you right now. And I'll link this time slot in the show notes so you can come back to it anytime you need encouragement. If you pumped literally five drops of colostrum, go freaking mama. Heck yeah, that's amazing. If latching isn't going well, but you are keep on keeping on, heck yes, go mama, you are a rock star. There is nothing wrong with you and your baby. You will get it. The first time your baby latches and you have even one, two minutes of a good feed. Look at you. You freaking did it. You did it. You and your baby did it. Cherish that progress. I'm here championing and cherishing that progress. If you have been up for almost 24 hours, your baby just constantly wants you, which is normal. Breastfeeding is exhausting, which is normal. And all you want is for someone, whether it's your partner or the nurse, to take your baby for a few hours so you can rest you're not a bad mom. You're not going to ruin your breastfeeding journey. You are tired and you have every right to be. Don't let anyone shame me for that. Breastfeeding is hard. It is so hard. Do not feel like something is going wrong because you sit there and think, holy crap, this is hard. It just is. You sit there and think, wow, I don't know how we survived as a species. Because this is not the most natural thing in the world. This is a lot of learning. And even if you've done it a ton of times, like, holy crap, it's still hard. It is exhausting. And sometimes you feel like you will never get the hang of it. It's okay if you're breaking down into tears. It's okay if you're frustrated. But you can do it. You will get the hang of it. Keep going, mama. Stick it out for those two to four weeks. It does get easier. Even if you can't quite see it, each and every feed you are making progress. Each and every feed gets easier. And one day you will be feeding your baby and you will realize, holy crap, we are doing it. Trust me, that day will come. 
You are capable. You are magical. You are strong and you can do it. I have sat beside and worked with so many mamas that have been exactly where you are. You are not alone. I had a traumatic birth and my daughter had a small NICU stay, so we were deprived of those foundational first hours. It also took a while for my milk to come in because I had a C-section and all that fun stuff. And in my panic, I supplemented with formula, which is totally fine. One thing that was hard was before my milk came in, my daughter was incredibly impatient. So I'd start to breastfeed when she showed early hunger signs, but it wouldn't come fast enough, apparently. And she'd start screaming at my breast, just like screaming at me. And nothing prevents letdown quite like stress. So there I was, brand new mom. I have a screaming baby who won't latch and I'm trying so hard to try and breastfeed. What I recommend doing if this is happening with you, giving about 5 to 10 mLs of breast milk, or if you don't have any extra breast milk, a little bit of formula in a bottle to help calm the baby down so they don't think that they're dying of starvation. And then try to latch when both mom and baby are calmer. I did find that my daughter preferred the nipple shield for the first four to five days because it held a little reservoir of milk, so something was always flowing. Essentially, my baby was impatient and a tad lazy, which most babies are. Also, hydrogels and Earth Mama Organics nipple butter, which I still use on my hands to this day, (laughs) saved my nipples. Until your milk comes in and you have breast milk to coat your skin with each feed, your nipples will be cracked and sore the first week or so of breastfeeding. So hydrogels and nipple butter are your best friend. I do want to touch on the whole breastfeeding should never hurt thing. There is a small caveat to this. The first week to two weeks, breastfeeding will not be comfortable. Once you get past the first couple weeks of breastfeeding, there shouldn't be any pain. There shouldn't really be any discomfort either. But those first couple weeks is a huge acclimation period for your body. Your nipples will most likely get cracked. You now literally have someone essentially chomping on your delicate skin. They might be a little tender. They might be a little sore. Whenever you first go to latch in those first, I want to say, minute or two of breastfeeding in the first couple weeks is not going to be a pleasant experience. If you have any true pain that you're like, holy crap, get this baby off me right now, I'm in so much pain, that is an indication that something is not going well with latch. There are so many products out there that can help with this initial normal discomfort. Like I just said, the hydrogels, the nipple butter, there are breast shields. Invest in some really comfortable breast pads. And once your milk starts to come in, I recommend taking a few drops of that breast milk of your breast milk after breastfeeding. And coating your nipple with the breast milk before you put on the nipple butter. So the breast milk is on your skin and is essentially being held there by the nipple butter. A lot like how you do serum on your face before you do your moisturizer kind of thing. You will be feeding your baby a lot. So one of my biggest pieces of advice for successful breastfeeding is creating a beautiful space to feed in. You will spend so much time breastfeeding your baby 
especially in those initial newborn months. So creating a calm and cozy space to do the majority of your feedings is a life changer. Get a big comfy recliner chair or get a lot of supportive pillows for your bed. Dim the lights, have snacks on hand, have something delicious to sip on. I'm a big zen green tea girl. (laughs) Have a soft fluffy blanket, pop on some music, just or silence, you know, sometimes we just need some silence. Really create an atmosphere that you love. Letdown happens when you are calm. So a calm, quiet atmosphere is absolutely helpful when breastfeeding. While I clearly understand the anxiety and wanting to supplement with formula until your milk comes in, if your baby is having adequate wet diapers and pooping, then they are getting enough milk. So do not panic. Many people ask how you know if you're letting down before your milk comes in since you don't have the same tingly sensation, a sensation that not every woman feels even after her milk comes in. If you put your baby to breast and all of a sudden you start to get really thirsty, you start to get cramps, these can be quite painful, by the way, don't be surprised about that, but that will stop after the first couple weeks, or all of a sudden you feel a strong need to nap, congratulations, your baby is sucking and latching well. These quote-unquote symptoms are the natural results of the various normal hormonal feedback mechanisms that are happening when you breastfeed, so they're positive signs. The cramping is due to the release of oxytocin, which helps your uterus contract and shrink back to normal. When you breastfeed, this release of oxytocin will cause the cramps I mentioned, but in those initial weeks when you're still bleeding, those cramps will also most likely be accompanied by a gush of blood. Don't be alarmed. This is normal. I suggest putting on a clean pad immediately before you begin breastfeeding as this will minimize your risk of leaking everywhere. So in those days before your milk comes in, you are producing colostrum. Colostrum is jam-packed with nutrients and protein, and it is specifically designed to give your baby their nutritional needs in a highly concentrated dose because babies do not need a lot of milk in the beginning days. Their stomachs are tiny. Their digestive system is still trying to figure out how to wake itself up, essentially. So they don't need a whole lot of milk for their bellies to be full and their digestive system to start working. This is why whenever you pump colostrum and it's this like gorgeous, just deep golden color, that is because it is so concentrated with everything your baby needs. So keep that in mind whenever you're like, wow, uh, they might have only just gotten five mLs of milk from me because it's just drops coming out. Yes, that is exactly what they're getting, but that's also exactly what they need. Next, you also have to decide if you want to exclusively breastfeed, exclusively pump, or a mix of both. Obviously, working mothers will most likely have to do a mix of both. To the mothers that exclusively pump, to the mothers that have to pump because their baby's in the NICU, to the working moms out there pumping more than they're breastfeeding, all y'all. Holy crap. Kudos. I love it. You're rock stars. You're amazing. That is not easy. If you are having trouble with letdown while pumping, make sure your space is cozy too. Take some deep breaths, have some music on, have some clothes or a blanket of your babies to smell, watch videos of your baby. If you're exclusively pumping, it can help to hold your baby while they're crying. I know that sounds terrible, but it works (laughs) to help stimulate letdown and increase 
the amount of milk that you pump. When your milk comes in, be prepared to shoot milk literally across the room. It's something people don't prepare mothers for, in my opinion. That first week after your milk comes in, and trust me, you know when it comes in. It is a force to be reckoned with. When you start to feed your baby and letdown happens, make sure to have either a haka or a towel on hand because the breast you are not actively feeding from will start to leak. And by leak, I mean it will streamline leak like a waterfall and you will get breast milk everywhere. This is why I suggest going to Walmart and buying a bunch of oversized, cheap, but comfy shirts. Lactation shirts are, in my opinion, way overpriced when they are just going to get covered in breast milk and various baby bodily fluids. I bought a bunch of cheap shirts that were big enough that I could either pull my neckline or like the armhole over to breastfeed. And then you can just throw them away when the stains get to be too much and you won't feel bad because they were on the cheaper side. I will say that in the first two weeks of breastfeeding, you are going to feel like literally all you are doing is breastfeeding. And that is normal. And that's basically because you are, all you're doing is breastfeeding. As you are figuring out how to breastfeed and your baby is starting out, you know, your baby's stomach is very small. They're not getting a ton each time they're breastfeeding. And they are going to be feeding from you more frequently, not only because they are hungry, but also because this is a natural way to help stimulate your milk production. Those first two weeks of your breastfeeding journey is when your milk cells are essentially forming. Breastfeeding is a supply and demand feedback loop. The more you breastfeed, the more you are signaling to your body, hey, I need this milk, please make more milk. And then your baby will be getting what they need. So in those first two weeks, your baby is naturally constantly breastfeeding in order to establish a good supply. But you're going to feel like literally all you're doing is feeding your baby. And that's pretty much because all you should be doing is resting and feeding your baby. So that is my two cents. Um, The supply and demand of breastfeeding is really important to remember. The more your baby feeds, the easier and better your breastfeeding journey will be down the line. And last, this is for the partners or support people. How can you support the breastfeeding new mama? Feed her. Feed her. (laughs) She is sustaining a brand new life and her own life. So she needs all the nourishment she can get, and she should not have to make it herself. Tell her she's amazing. Breastfeeding is so hard, and hearing that she's doing a good job is one of the best things a new mother can hear. And trust me, she needs to hear it. Make sure her water bottle is always full. Take the baby for an entire time between a feeding at least once a day, a full two to three hours. She needs to not be touched or needed for a little bit. She needs uninterrupted rest, and she needs to turn her mind off knowing her baby is being taken care of at least for a little bit. And last, encourage her. She is emotional and she is worried. If you know breastfeeding is important to her, then be the voice of calm support when it gets really hard and she's like, that's it. I'll never get it. We're just going to formula feed. Remind her that it is hard. 
but that she is tough and she can do hard things. Remind her that she is doing a great job. Remind her of all the progress and successes she has had. Remind her that this is important to her and that she can keep going. That it's okay to have a solid cry, but she will get this. Then give her a hug. Tell her she's got it and to not give up. All right. I am going to wrap up there because like I said, I could literally talk about breastfeeding alone for hours upon hours. There's so much goes into it. So many things that can crop up that need to be worked through. But I wanted to do a small bonus episode with advice I wish every mother could hear when she begins her breastfeeding journey. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm always incredibly grateful to be invited into your space and time. If at any point in today's episode you thought, hmm, man, my friend would really love this, share this podcast with them and grow our community. Everyone is welcome. You can check out detailed show notes on my website, supportedparenthoodrn.com, or find me on Instagram at supportedparenthoodrn.